Hey everyone, I'm Alex. And I'm Courtney. And this is Nerds at Odds. Your weekly podcast about all things in nerd culture and beyond. And I would like to remind everyone to please rate the podcast if you can. It really helps us out to know what we're doing right and wrong. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Nerds at Odds. We post updates about the show and pictures of Kida and sometimes even Courtney's artwork on those. So be sure to check those out. And now let's hop into what we've been doing. You want to start first, babe? Uh, sure. So I've been playing Spiritfarer. We've got the Xbox Game Pass on PC. Yes. Which I'm excited about. I feel like we both have a lot of games to talk about from there. I've experimented more. Courtney's focused on Spiritfarer a lot. I'm excited to hop into what that offers. It seems like a great service. I'm excited for them to bring the streaming portion of it to PC because it's only on Android phones right now. My PC's not the best. But when they bring that, that'll be extra awesome. Yeah, your PC likes to disconnect from the internet, so maybe not the streaming part for Yeah, that's that is a laptop. that is fair. But let's talk about Spirit Fair. It's about you transporting souls to the afterlife, essentially, but there's like a little bit of farming, there's a little bit of cooking, you go and gather resources, you help these people get ready to move on to the afterlife the really sad part is is that like apparently you know these people like your character i think her name's gwen no stella stella's the girl yes gwen's the the deer because these people are like your family members or friends yes and now they're spirits that you're faring to the afterlife yes if you had to use two games to describe this game what would they be That's a hard one, because it's like, I mean, I don't know, I haven't played any, like, games where you're transporting souls, I guess, I don't know. Maybe the gameplay of the, and not the story. It's kind, it's, it's a platformy game, so maybe, I don't know, platformy games. I, I want to say, like, Mega Man, but, (laughs) you know. I feel like there's some resource management elements that remind me of a Stardew, maybe. Yeah, Stardew, Stardew for sure. Or maybe like Graveyard Keeper. Yeah, there's a bunch of resource management. You build buildings and spend your ship to better take care of these spirits. Yes. And there's also, you know, the the characters that are really enjoyable. I love, uh, what's the frog's name? Oh, I forget the frog's a, name. A tool? Yeah, a tool. a tool's the frog, yeah. He's he's probably my favorite. Like, I love Gwen, but a tool so far is my favorite. I've only gotten to the snake so yeah. far. You probably paid, what, three, four hours of it? Yeah, I haven't played a lot. I had to restart. Yeah, because there was some issues with my Microsoft account with Game Pass, where for some reason my gamer tag was connected to one email, my Game Pass was connected to another one, and to make sure everything was synced up, I switched over my gamer tag account so that it's connected with my game pass account now but we lost all of courtney's save progress so she had to restart the first hour or so of the game i was a little upset it was nowhere near as bad as the betrayal of lego harry potter part one where we lost 40 hours you were more upset about that than i was i was like oh we didn't just play we're it so again. close to the platinum we didn't but just play it again. i think spirit fairs on xbox obviously you can get it with game pass you could buy it on xbox you could probably buy it on steam it's i know on switch i know yeah i know it's on switch it's probably on playstation as well so would you recommend they check it out i highly recommend it i mean if it if you're into that sort of game you know 
yeah, if you've seen these other types of games and you're into that type of gameplay, definitely check it out. The the platforming's a little hinky, in my opinion. Like sometimes you have to hold up and then you clamber up onto. Well, we just a got ledge. a we just got an Xbox controller to connect to my PC, and you haven't played it with a controller yet. But I'm sure there's still like I've got to press up and also hit jump and. I'm assuming it's probably gonna play better with the controller. Maybe. Especially since your hands are closer together, you might be able to do those controls better. Would you... Could you give it a rating on the patented Nerds at Odds rating scale? I haven't yet. played enough of it yet. Not yet? Maybe I could say that... I don't know. From what I've played, I think it's excellent. Excellent? I mean... I don't think it's below entertaining. No. It's definitely one you should go check out and play it. Especially if you have Game Pass. Great deal. You can get a month for a dollar. Check if, it out. If you like a good story, then it's really good. Okay. And what else have you been doing besides Spirit Fair? So I've been reading The Help again. I've read it once before. I wanted to read it again. So far, really good. You know. Is it better than the movie? It is better than the movie. I, You know, books are always better than the movie. I don't know if that's true. I have some very strong opinions about Lord of the Rings. That I don't think a lot of listeners would agree with, but... Oh, well, I mean, okay. So, like, maybe we could say Les Mis, the movie, is better, but that's based off of the play. And the play is going to be so much better than the movie version. Mm. Are you saying Les Mis, the book, isn't as good because it's like 1,400 pages? Yes. Okay. The unabridged version of The Count of Monte Cristo is long, but I remember liking the, the movie. Is it the same author? Who writes Les Mis and The Count of Monte Cristo? I don't think so. No? I don't think so. Okay. Does the guy who writes Count of Monte Cristo write Three Musketeers? I don't know. So what else have you been doing? So I've also been playing more Harry Potter puzzles and spells. And I missed one day playing because I was at work. I had two seven-hour shifts in a row. I missed playing it i didn't load it up and i missed out on the snowy owl and i'm so upset i got the snowy owl. i'm so i'm so upset <laughs> i'm 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 actually upset i really wanted the snowy owl and now it's gone forever and it's just like oh the next thing you can get all these like power-ups or whatever and i'm like i don't want the power-ups what's the besides that what do you think of the game I think it's fun. It's fun? Yeah. It has a bunch of cool elements that switch up this match three bejeweled type gameplay, which I enjoy. I've been playing it as well. I mean, it's basically, like, I mean, it's basically, like, all the power-ups do basically the same things, you know? In Candy Crush, you have the striped candy, and in Harry Potter Puzzles and Spells, you have the lightning bolt, or whatever. Yeah. It's got some parts that are interesting, and there's the underlying story of at least the first movie. I haven't made it super far. Well, you've beat like 150 or so puzzles now. Yes. And are still in the first movie. Yes. I would. I don't know if there is more I, than the first movie because it seems like a lot. They might release like the second movie in a little bit. It is a lot mm. that they have done puzzle-wise. I really want that snowy owl. Well, on top of that, it says here that you've been getting back into Animal Crossing. How's that going? It's good. I spent yesterday cleaning up my island uh, of the weeds because I haven't played in a really long time, so the weeds built up. Yeah. I will need to check 
with Isabel if I'm still a five-star island or not, because when I left, I was five stars. When I came back, I had the, all those weeds, but I should, after cleaning up, still be five stars. I killed all the cockroaches mm -hmm. in my house, so we'll see. Well, you haven't played today, so... I have not played today. You need to get on that. I will. I'll buy that little tiny piece of candy. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I need to buy a candy today as well. I guess we'll start backwards on my list since Animal Crossing is the last thing on it. I have also been getting back into Animal Crossing. I'm the one who drug you back in. Kicking and screaming. I saw an update that they had added pumpkins to the game, and I'm excited for fall. It's my favorite season, and I was excited to plant some pumpkins, so that's what got me back into the game. Now... I saw this update because I knew that Mario 35 came out yesterday on the Switch. And I was going to hop in to play it. It's this Battle Royale, Mario type game. It's fine. I'm not a huge fan of it. Being online kind of adds some latency to the button presses. A couple milliseconds to make it less tight than you would want the game to be. And I feel like that hinders my ability to control it. Uh, I played like five rounds. I don't have much more to say. It's free if you have Nintendo Online. Check it out if you want. On top of that, like I said, I've been checking out a bunch of Game Pass games. I've been playing a lot of Two Point Hospital, which is this hospital management simulator. It's a lot of fun. Alex is really into those games. I like micromanaging games. Courtney, have you? did you watch me play any of it? A little bit. I was watching you design your hospital while I think I was talking mm. on the phone to my sister. Did you get any sense of what you thought about it? It, I mean, it didn't seem interesting to me. I, I've never really been into those, like, tycoon games. Mm. Like, I played Zoo Tycoon yeah. for a little bit, but it just gets to the point where you're like, I can't bring guest happiness up anymore. There's nothing I can do. That's funny because that's why I'm stuck on this current level right now. But, you know, you can build your rooms, hire doctors, give them raises, train and promote them, make these rooms better. I just like the micromanaging type of games. It's on Game Pass, like I said. It's a lot of fun. And then down the list of games I've played by time so far, uh, I've dabbled in Minecraft Dungeons. You have anything you think about Minecraft Dungeons before I give my spiel? I've watched other people play it. I haven't watched you play it. It just kind of seems... I mean, it seems interesting because it's a dungeon crawler. Mm. But it also seems like not super great of a dungeon crawler. I think it's... I've heard someone call it this. I don't remember who. But it's like Baby's First Diablo. That's about, that's about what I'd say. It kind of plays like Diablo... But the loot is nowhere as in-depth. When you level up, you get a experience stone that you, like, slot into your weapons. And then when you get better weapons, you dismantle your old ones and get those stones back. Mm -hmm. You're not really, like, grinding out for a great set of gear, it doesn't seem. It just seems like you're kind of getting loot, making it better, discarding it while going through these levels. But I think it's kind of like the Baby's First Diablo. I think it's a good title for it. Okay. Next, the last game I played on Game Pass is Forger. Courtney thought it looked uninteresting, as in the art style. She kind of likes the more Stardew Valley look to these type of games. Listen, I'm just gonna say that the, uh, not box art, but like the, the title art or whatever mm. for the game looks so cute. And I was like, oh, that looks cute. I'd love to play that. And then you load up the game and it looks like garbage. <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun. Comparatively. I'm having a lot of fun playing it. 
it's more Minecraft than Stardew. You're collecting resources and then creating things with those resources to create other things by collecting new resources. I think the most interesting element of Forger so far is the skill tree. I've enjoyed the skill tree because when you, if you do anything in the game, like cut down anything or kill something, you get experience and then you use that experience to level up and then you get a skill point and then you build your character out from there. I've enjoyed that aspect a lot. It seems a little more bare bones than a Stardew or a Minecraft, but I've still really enjoyed it. Did you take a look through Game Pass yet to see if there's anything else you want to try out? Well, I know that you downloaded for me because I wanted to play it Night in the Woods. Yes. Which I've seen somebody play a little bit of it, but not a lot. And it looked interesting enough to me. So I thought, I'd try it out. Yeah. Um, Haven't played it yet. <laughs> Who knows when I will. I'm going to be probably stuck on Spirit Fair for a while. Yeah. That's basically the only one I've noticed so far. I've got a lot sitting in my queue. I have Bloodstained Witch Lord of the Night, which is a Castlevania spiritual successor. I have Messenger, which is a Ninja Gaiden spiritual successor. I have Sea of Thieves on there. I haven't seen if my computer can run it yet, but gotta check that out. I'm working on downloading the Master Chief collection. Probably can't run that, but I figured why not. So I have a lot to get to, so I'll have a lot to talk about in the coming weeks. If there's any, like, puzzle games, like puzzle solvy games, like The Room or something, mm. I'd be interested in playing those. I haven't seen any, but I'll keep an eye out. I mean, you haven't looked for any. So. I've scrolled through the list, like, two or three times to download different games. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to keep note of what I've played, how much I've played, or how much you've played of what you've played. To see if it's worth it. And mm. so far, I think this month has paid for itself. Especially since it cost me a dollar. Well, don't forget you did play one other game yesterday. You played Soviet Jump Game. Oh, we actually played two other, well, other games. Well, that, that I was going to save the other one for what we've been doing together. Okay. So we hung out with our friends a lot last night over Discord chat and played games. And we played Soviet Jump Game together. I did with our friend group while Courtney watched and talked along it's fine it's a lot like mario 35 it's a battle royale mario type game it seems a bit buggy <laughs> from what i played last night we played a couple hours yeah what did you think of the art style it was uh i mean it's pixelated it was a little hard to look at in my opinion but it seemed adorable also yeah it seemed to be <laughs> It's funny, the name Soviet Jump Game. It seems to be made with the quality that the Soviets would have made anything with. So I think that's ironic. Well, that's the story of the game, is that they found this old cartridge that had this game on it. That That's basically the story. It's fun. It's free on Steam. If you can get past some of the bugs, it's, it's fun to check out. And apparently there's not like a lot of people that play it. Yeah. Because, what was it? The same person beat us and our friends twice like one game and then the next game it was them again yeah while just randomly queuing we ran to the same person twice in a row yeah what have we been doing together we've been playing a little more lego harry potter yes which we talk about ad nauseum i feel like so unless something crazy happens like it crashes on us again well in the second one years five through seven if this one crashes we'll let you know but we're doing that in the background trying to earn all the trophies 
the last night we played a lot of Among Us. Yes. On mobile. We played on an iPhone and an iPad, respectively. Mm-hmm. What did you think about Among Us? I loved it. Yeah? I, th- there was this point. So, me and one of my friends was the impo- imposter. And we're, like, the same people. Um, and there's, there's this one point I hit the oxygen to make it go bad. And then someone walked in. I killed them. Walked away. My friend was still in there. They blamed her (laughs) for the murder. And I was like, no, no, she was with me the whole time. Somehow they were suspecting both of us the entire game and we still won. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. We got up to nine people playing and two imposters at the same time. Yes. I, I found it fun, more fun with more people, obviously, because that, that allows more chaos to happen and you can kind of shift blame easier. I think it's really interesting to play with two imposters when you are an imposter, mm. but I also liked being an imposter when I was just me. I loved being able to be like, no, I was, I was over here, you know? Yeah. I, I could feel my heart racing after I had killed someone and there like someone found the body and I was like, they're going to find me out. They're <laughs> going to find me out. Especially because like, you yeah. were sitting right beside me on the couch and I'm like trying to make my face blank and not show any emotion so yeah. you don't suspect me. I My first time as an imposter didn't go so well because I, I don't think the controls are that great on mobile because... I was trying to move the character and I accidentally vented in front of someone so they knew I was the imposter. And I tried to shift blame on them, but it didn't really work out. I was able to do that, though. I was able to shift blame one time. So I feel like the controls need a bit of help on mobile. And... Mobile. And... I can't believe the game's free. That was hard to hard to believe. I know. Was. I thought it was going to be like. I mean, the the skins yeah. is apparently what costs you money, and I kind of wanted to get the pets. Yeah, the pets are cool. You could pay to get rid of ads, but it is free. So if you have a group of friends, probably five or more, including yourself. Well, I, I think you have to play five or more. I thought we started one with four people. I think we accidentally started around with four people. I don't know if that was a bug or not. I don't think so. I think I think we started around and someone got dropped. Oh, uh, well, you need five people then, I guess. So check it out if you have some friends. It's a good thing to do. If you have friends. If not, you can just do matchmaking. Yeah, which I don't know how that works, though. I don't so know. So we'll see. Let us know if, if you try to play it matchmade or not. If you like listening to podcasts about things in nerd culture, you might enjoy listening to audiobooks that can transport you away on grand adventures to exciting worlds, all while you go about your daily tasks like driving, cooking, and cleaning. Audible is the perfect place for you to find the epic tales, and right now, all listeners can get a 30-day free trial by going to audibletrial.com slash nerdsatodds. I'm currently listening to Dune by Frank Herbert in preparation for the movie that comes out later this year and it has really helped me fight the boredom induced by this pandemic. Audible has thousands of audiobooks available, and the best part is that with your free 30-day trial, you can download and listen to them all for free. So go to audible.com slash Oz to get listening today. So let's get on to the topic of the show. Okay. And today's topic, we're going to be ranking the Batman. And what we're going to be doing is discussing all the modern live-action Batman films from Michael Keaton's 1989 film to the 
present. I guess the last Batman film would be Batman v Superman. Sure. Yeah. We're not going to include Justice League, but we're going to include the movies that have a majority Batman in them, I suppose. Okay. From 89 to present. And we're going to be discussing what's our favorite film out of those. Who's our favorite Batman? Why don't you love Adam West as much as I do? Well, I think Adam West we're not including because it's so old, firstly, you know, and it's not really the same character as from 89 onwards. I know Forever and Batman v. Robin are cheesy, but there's no way Adam West is Batman as anyone else is Batman. They're not even the same, really. Holy rusted metal, Batman! That's from Batman Forever, actually. But yeah, we're going to be discussing our favorite Batman movie, our favorite Batman, our favorite Bruce Wayne, our favorite Gordon, our favorite Alfred, and our favorite villains. Okay. Where do you want to start in all this? I guess we have to go favorite Batman movie first. Okay. So out of all eight, are there eight? Let's see. 89 Returns, Forever, Batman and Robin, Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, Batman v Superman. There are eight. Of those eight, okay. what's your favorite Batman movie? I don't know. I think maybe my favorite Batman movie, because of nostalgia's sake, would be Batman and Robin. Because I always found the Penguin creepy, and I liked, po- I liked Poison Ivy. This might be easier if we worked through this one by one, you Fine. think? Okay, let's just give our opinions on all of these. Okay. And maybe that can help us narrow down all these other questions. Okay. Let's start with 89. Uh-huh. Top level, what do you think about Batman 89? That one's the one with the Joker. Jack Nicholson's Joker, yeah. Is there another villain in that one? No. Just the Joker? Yeah. That one's not bad. I just... Michael Keaton, he's not really a Batman I would choose. Yes, I think this might be a hint for one of the later questions, but Michael Keaton I do not like as Batman. He does, He's not imposing enough. He doesn't seem like he's just gonna... He doesn't seem like the type of dude who can beat you, like, to death with his bare hands. I mean, I, if Michael Keaton is listening, I'm sure you could beat someone to death. Uh, as opposed to the other Batman. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, I don't know. He's got, like, curly hair, and I've never imagined Bruce Wayne with, like curly hair yeah. you know i don't know i think my- I, I like i like jack nicholson as the joker i like michael keaton as bruce wayne especially in that scene in 89 where vicky vale and the reporter guy i don't remember his name are like walking through batman or bruce wayne's mansion and they're looking at these suits of armor and then uh bruce wayne walks up behind them and kind of like interacts with him there he seems a bit awkward Mm -hmm. and i kind of like that about him he's not an imposing batman but i kind of like the way he plays bruce wayne onto the joker however i don't like jack nicholson's joker that much well you love heath ledger jack nicholson plays jack nicholson as the joker he doesn't play the joker no no you have this thing in your head where you're like only Heath Ledger's Joker is the right one. That's in your head. I think that is incorrect. I, I think most people listening are going to agree with me that Jack Nicholson plays himself no, in 89's no. Batman. Jim Carrey plays himself in 
as the Riddler, okay? We'll get to that when we get to that. But I have watched the Adam West Batman, not the movie, Mm -hmm. but the TV show. And that's the same Joker. The Joker from the comic books is basically the same Joker. You just have in your head that only Heath Ledger can be the Joker, I swear. We'll get to that when we get to that. Jack Nicholson's Joker, standing alone. We're not comparing him to the other Batman films, just his performance. I think he's Jack Nicholson. I think he's great. And I think 89 is a boring movie. What do you think? I don't remember it very well. I think it's plotting is the problem. There's a lot of nothing happening often. I'm sure they do the the like the parents dying scene. I wonder if they do that in all of the Batman. I, do, I don't think they do it in 89. They don't do it in 89? I'd have to... I feel like they would need to since it's the first one. Maybe. I'd have to rewatch it. But I did try to watch it a couple weeks ago in preparation for this. And I couldn't get through it. I'm like... Eh, this is this is kind of boring. I'm not captivated by any of the performances. There's not a lot of action going on. Batman's not menacing when he's on screen. I think it's fine. If I had to rate it on the patent notes at odds, rating scale, I'd say average or mediocre. You gotta say, stop saying patented. It's not patented. People can use our scale if they want. I think it's average or mediocre. I I don't remember it that well, so I'm gonna say average. Okay, let's go on to Batman Returns then. Same Batman, Michael Keaton. He's there's Catwoman in that one. He's not menacing as Batman. There's Penguin. Uh huh. And uh, Christopher Walken is also a bad guy. Shrek is his name. And I don't remember that one. Yeah, um, he's not really that bad of a dude. Like he's not like a main character. He's a bad dude, but so. It's the same outfit as 89 as well. Yeah. This outfit's whatever, I think. He's an old dude who's Batman's butler. So... I mean, most are. (laughs) What do you think about Catwoman? Michelle's fight for Catwoman. I think she was okay. I think she is... She had blonde hair, right? Yes. She's amazing. I thought she was okay. She's great as Catwoman. I have a favorite Catwoman, but I'm biased, so... Mm. It's going to be Halle Berry. No. Okay, we're not counting Halle Berry. We're not counting Halle Berry. But, I like, isn't the whole point of that Catwoman movie that she got, like, exposed to something and now she's basically kind of like a cat? Yeah. If I remember, like, she, like, gets high on catnip and... Yeah. But besides that, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. You just think she's hot. Michelle Pfeiffer is hot as Catwoman. That outfit's hot. But she plays the role so great. I think she's the best Catwoman. I would like to disagree <laughs> but she does do a good job i'm not saying she did a bad job i just think she's not the problem there's with this a better movie. way the penguin's the problem danny devito's penguin is not ideal I, he's just so gross i, I don't know and who, creepy. yeah he's so gross Who's I, his... I like the idea of like so like in the telltale batman games like bruce wayne and the penguin are friends right they were friends yes they, like, grew up in boarding school together. I like that. I also like in Gotham, which Gotham we're not including either, that the Penguin is just, like, this dude, you yeah, know? Yeah, monster guy. But, like, in in that movie... He's actually kind he's of like a penguin. A, he's a mutant. Yeah. He hangs out with penguins, he eats raw fish, he has flipper hands, black ooze, 
I don't like Danny DeVito's penguin, and I think it ruins the movie. It's just so gross to watch. Yeah. But, I mean, I love Danny DeVito. I loved him in Big Fish. I love him in Matilda. Always Sunny. I love Danny DeVito. Yeah. Danny DeVito's great. Tim Burton's idea for Penguin, not great. Though I think Returns is a better movie than 89. Didn't Isn't Tim Burton the one that wanted to cast Nicolas Cage as yeah, Superman? Yes, Tim Burton's Justice League would have had Nicolas Cage as Superman. Ugh. Uh, it might have been well. Nicolas Cage was a good actor back in the 90s. But listen, I, I've never found Nicolas Cage attractive. I can see, like, young Tom Hanks and be like, he's kind of cute. Mm. I'm never Nicolas Cage. Okay. So let's move on. Well, we didn't rate it. What do you think? I think it's also average. Average to entertaining in that in that area. I think the show Fifer's Catwoman is the only reason it's better than 89. I remember there being good parts of it and I do have memories of it. Yeah. Ranking the villain so far, Michelle Fifer's Catwoman's above Jack Nicholson's Joker for me. I'll allow it. You allow it? I'll allow okay, it. Okay, on to Batman Forever then. With Val Kilmer as Batman, Jim Carrey as the Riddler, and Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face. We watched this one this morning because Courtney had never seen it. I had never seen this one. What's your take on Batman Forever? Average to entertaining again. Really? There were some good points. It was fairly cheesy. Mm-hmm. But there were some good points. Jim Carrey kind of just played Jim Carrey. Yeah, Jim Carrey, when you first see him as the Riddler, I'm like, okay, he's kind of keeping it back. He's playing the Riddler. And then very quickly... But he then he does the Jim Carrey thing. Yeah, he becomes Jim Carrey. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones overacts way too much. Yeah, there's a lot of overacting in this movie. Boiling acid! Yeah, the guard guy at the bank at the beginning's awful. My shoes are melting. Yeah. What did you think of Val Kilmer as Batman? I liked him. I think Val Kilmer as Batman tried to be a good Batman slash Bruce Wayne in a movie that did not deserve that. It's interesting because I think mainly it has to do with the Riddler being there, but he was more detective-y, I feel like, in this one. And... That's the whole point, is Batman supposed to be the world's greatest detective, essentially, you know? I think, I don't know if we get enough of Val Kilmer in this film, because it's only in this film, to really see if he's better than Michael Keaton. I think Val Kilmer's a better Batman than Michael Keaton. But I think Michael Keaton's a better Bruce Wayne. Maybe. I also liked Robin. Well, he's the only Robin. Yes. So, yes. Best Robin. I think... To be fair, in the Dark Knight trilogy, they lead up to Robin. Yes, but I I don't think Christopher Nolan ever intended to go anywhere with that. No, probably not. I think despite Chris O'Donnell being the only Robin, he is good as Robin. He's good as Dick Grayson. Yes. Yes. Yes, I I thought so. Though, I mean, I would have liked him to be, like... Younger. Younger. Maybe, like, I'm not saying, like, get him in at, like, eight, you know? But maybe, like... 16? 15, 16? Yeah. Like, he's riding a motorcycle and yeah. going off to college. Like, I don't know. Yeah, th- this, this Robin seems 18. He looks, like, 20, 25. This Robin is a bit old for my taste. He's not really Batman's ward. He's an adult at this point. Yeah, he's an adult man. Yeah. And, they're, and they're like, oh, well... 
Batman's adopting him, I guess. I'm like, really? He's a man. Yeah. So I didn't really buy that, but he does a great job as Dick Grayson slash Robin. Val Kimmer did a good job as Batman slash Bruce Wayne, though I don't think he gets enough screen time. What do you think of Nicole Kidman? I love Nicole Kidman. I always loved Nicole Kidman. You think she's good in this movie? She seems a bit too forward for my taste. Um, I mean, she's very forward, but I I always, like, the, Nicole Kidman does this smile, you know, yeah. where you're like, I love Nicole Kidman. She does that smile, and you're like, that's Nicole Kidman yeah, she's, right there. She's good in this movie. So let's get on into Jim Carrey's Riddler. You want to talk about him a little more? He definitely was just, you know, he's just Jim Carrey. Yeah. He's the I, star of this movie. He basically is. It's it's not a story of Batman. It's the story of the Riddler. Yeah, it, it cuts away from Val Kilmer's Batman to Jim Carrey's Riddler. I more. mean, he is he's very smart, you know. He's able to figure out who Batman is, which if you don't know, it's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, crazy. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I with, with Two-Face there, Two-Face... Two-Face is awful. Two-Face wasn't playing Two-Face, in my opinion. Like, he's got, like, the split personality thing. It just, he seemed more like the Joker to me than Two-Face. I feel like maybe Tommy Lee Jones wanted to do something different, and then they're like, who'd you get for Riddler? Jim Carrey. Oh, wow, I'm gonna have to really turn up the crazy. I didn't like Two-Face. He was really overacted. And Jim Carrey's entertaining when he's on screen, but he's not the Riddler. Yeah. I mean, I, I love Jim Carrey. Yeah. Like, I always have. Just wish someone would have told him to tone it down. Play the Riddler. Apparently you can't tell <laughs> Jim Carrey to tone it down, because he's like that in every movie. Yeah. But I love Jim Carrey, and I love the way he acts. It's just not the Riddler in this stance. Yeah. Especially after watching Gotham. I love Nigma in uh, Gotham. I, we haven't reached full Riddler yeah. yet, but oh. we're getting that way. So... Would you agree that Riddler's better than Jack Nicholson's Joker? Is Jim Carrey's Riddler better than Jack Nicholson's Joker? I don't remember Jack Nicholson's Joker that much, and I'm, it's hurting me. I'm going to say no. I think Jim Carrey's too Jim Carrey to to justify that. I can see that. And I think Two-Face is worse than the Penguin. I've also changed my mind about my favorite Batman movie. Okay, well, we'll get there. Okay. Uh, I think Two-Face is worse than Penguin, would you agree? Danny DeVito played the character that was written for him. Tommy Lee Jones ruins this film every time he's on screen. I don't know if he ruins it. Don't be mean to Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. This wasn't it, man. This It wasn't it. I mean, he does great in other movies. Tommy Lee Jones is a fantastic actor. This, I I just feel it. like, I don't know, maybe he didn't like... That Jim Carrey was kind of the main bad From, from guy. what I've read, he did not like that Jim Carrey was the star of this movie. But that's Batman Forever. I want to say that... It hurts to think, but I think it's better than the two Michael Keaton Batman films. There's half of this movie that's great. Some of the lines in this movie are good lines. There's yeah. some good acting from Val Kilmer and Nicole Kidman. The riddle is almost there. There's some good lines. But someone who wrote the other half of this script wrote some cheesy stuff. I just, I never understood in these Batman movies, like these these four Batman movies, why Batman can never turn his head. Like, why, why, why would they create a costume where Batman, who needs to be able to see everywhere, cannot turn his head? 
I think it might just be a limitation. He has to turn his whole body. I think it's a limitation on maybe costume design back then. No, they could have just done like they could have not had it connect to his shoulders. Yeah, it could have been real simple. You know, just maybe. don't have like maybe just the front part. You have some black mm. down. You know, like a little connecting yeah. thing. You're good. Let's get on into the next film then, which is Batman and Robin. George Clooney takes a turn as the Batman. Same Robin, Chris O'Donnell. Bad guys, got Bane. Yeah, Poison Ivy, Uma Thurman, and Arnold Schwarzenegger's Let's be fair, Mr. Bane's not really in it. What do you think of this film? I watched it a lot as a kid, so I've got the nostalgia glasses on. Mm. I remember enjoying, especially Poison Ivy. Can you look me in the eye and tell me it's a good movie? I think it's a good movie. I'm going to take that I as think, a no. I think it's fine. You know, it's fun. It's got a lot of cheese. You got the bat card. You've got Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know if they just gave him horrific one-liners because they're like, he can't speak English very well. Like, I don't like... Bat nipples. I think this movie loses any good seriousness that Batman Forever had and doubled down on the awful script. But I do, I love Poison Ivy's portrayal. Uma Thurman's a great actress. I think she saves it a little mm -hmm. bit. I don't think this movie allows anyone to shine. I do remember, like, I think it's a problem that Robin is so old because Poison Ivy has both boys wrapped around mm -hmm. her fingers and Bane is weird. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even, we're not even going to mention Bane because he's not Bane. He's just some dude that Poison Ivy, like, injected with that's, plants. That's more the comic book Bane than Tom Hardy's Bane is. I don't know. I like Tom Hardy's Bane better. The comic book Bane's a luchador who shoots up with this serum. So. Well, whatever. So, George Clooney as Batman. What do you think of George Clooney as Batman-Bruce Wayne? George Clooney as Bruce Wayne? I think George Clooney's looks help him be Bruce Wayne, but yes. I, I don't think he's good as either. He's the worst Bruce Wayne and the worst Batman so far, out of the ones we've talked about up to now. I don't remember his Bruce Wayne much. The Batman I do remember. I don't like the look of Wayne Enterprises in the Val Kilmer. The Joel... The Joe Schumacher films, you know, yeah. and of the Wayne Enterprises. How it looks. Yeah. Looks like a evil scientist. It lab. looks, I was like, you making Bruce Wayne seem like an evil man. Yeah. So, the villains. Any of them better than Catwoman? I, I stand by, I stand by Poison Ivy. Okay, so Bane and Mr. Freeze. We're going to put Bane at the bottom of the list. Yes. Mr. Freeze, is he better than Penguin or Two-Face? No. No, so he's right above Bane. Yeah. Bottom of the list. Uma Thurman. I'm going to put her, we'll, we'll say she's second. I don't think she's better than Catwoman, but if you think she's first, I'm willing to put her above Jack Nicholson's Joker. Okay. And worth mentioning, same Alfred in all four of these films. I love Alfred. Also, we haven't mentioned Gordon yet. The same guy plays him in all four of these films. He does nothing the entire time. So there's not much worth uh, discussing on that front. Agreed? Mm-hmm. Nerds at Odds is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon.com slash Nerds at Odds. If you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early, 
gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, and so much more. Consider supporting us over there. Thank you. So let's jump on into the first actual good movie. Uh, Batman Begins. Okay. Christian Bale's Batman. Yes. Michael Caine is Alfred. Yes. We have a good Gordon. It's the same guy who plays Sirius Black. Gary Oldman's his name. There we go. As Gordon. Yes. We have Ra's al Ghul played by Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. And we have the Scarecrow played by, I don't remember his name. What do you think about this movie? I remember enjoying it. I think it's a good film. But real quick, I just forgot. We didn't give a rating to Batman and Robin. Average. Bad. Average. Too mediocre. I think it's bad, but it's fun to watch to make fun of. Fun. Now into Batman Begins. You remember liking it? I remember liking it. I think it's excellent. I think it's a great movie. I think it's not as good as the ones that come after it in this trilogy, but it's a great film to reset Batman with. I believe so. It definitely introduced you to this grittier Batman after the... You definitely need the palate cleanser yeah. after the cheesiness of Batman and Robin. Yes, and it's realistic. That's what I've always enjoyed about it. Anything that happens in this movie could happen. What do you think about Christian Bale's tone as Batman and Bruce Wayne? Christian Bale's good. Chris- I think he might be the best Batman Christian Bale's the first of these Batman actors mm-hmm. that I would not want to get in a street fight with. He seems like he would mess you up. It's it's in between him and... Ben Affleck? Ben Affleck for best Batman. Yeah, that's in the future in this discussion. But yes. as of right now, Ben Affleck's the only one I would want to pick a fight with. Mainly because he seems like an angry dude in real life. Yeah, a little bit. But I think he's great as Batman. Especially when he's like fighting criminals you know and in batman begins he picks up that criminal and he's like where's the drugs and the criminal's like i don't know i swear to god and he's like swear to me and he tosses him off the roof it's it's great i love christian bell as batman i can tell the the voice though some people have a problem with I'm batman. yeah uh christopher nolan loves making people in his films have voices that is unhearable at some point what do you think of him as bruce wayne meh Meh. I think he does fine. I think it's between him and I, Michael Keaton. I best. like I like billionaire playboy. He is a billionaire playboy. He buys that hotel. No, no. Like second movie. Third movie? Wow. Third movie. He's like a hermit. Yeah. I think that goes to my story arcs of movies, right? Mm-hmm. We can discuss this when we get to the third movie. But I feel like there should have been a fourth Nolan trilogy Batman film to get him to hermit status. You know? Yeah. But I think he's a billionaire playboy. Uh, is it this movie or Dark Knight? I forget which one. Where he buys that hotel because his dates are like swimming in their fountain. And they're like, you can't swim in this fountain. And he writes them a check and puts it in his pocket. And he's like, uh, under this new management, yes you can. And he buys the hotel. I don't remember. I, have, I haven't watched those movies in a while. I think it's a good Bruce Wayne. Um, I like. Okay, fine. But I don't like when he becomes a hermit. Yeah. So the villains... Well, let's talk about Alfred and Gordon first. I love Michael Caine. Michael Caine is the best Alfred. Michael yes. Caine. He's the first one that seems like he's a parent figure to Batman. Yes. He gives him advice. I like the guy who plays Alfred in Batman vs. Superman. 
I think he's too young. But he's too young. It doesn't seem like he would have raised Batman. Yes. I feel like he's like his friend. Yeah. But I, I do like the way he acts. And I feel like Michael Caine acts like that somewhat. But he's more paternal. Yeah. Of course, um, you know, best Alfred I still think is Gotham. Gotham does so much right. Yeah. I like the Alfred in Gotham too. And I can see how that Alfred is, Michael, is a young Michael Caine. Yeah. Because they're both Secret Service military people. And they're tough. I just think Michael Caine's old by the time you see him in Batman Begins, you know, yeah. to, to really fight people and protect Bruce Wayne. But I could see him having done that when Bruce was little. Mm-hmm. Gary Oldman is Gordon. What do you think of Gary Oldman as Gordon? I love Gordon. Gary Oldman is a terrific actor. He's fantastic. And what's crazy is you can never tell it's him in a movie. You could put pictures of him in separate movies next to each other and you're like, that's a different guy. I mean, he does look very different. Somehow, as serious Black, well, from, like, the Azkaban, he looks, like, yeah, disheveled, completely yeah. different from, like, what he looks like in the next movie. And he's got, like, a soft look to him, yeah. you know, in the next movies. But as Gordon, he's got, he's got like, kind of that sharp mm-hmm. look again. You know, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I, Gary Oldman's a great character actor. You can put him in any role, and he will be that role. See, that's what I like from my actors, is that they 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 become the character, you know? As as you don't see like, oh, I'm watching a movie, I see Robert Downey Jr. and I'm like, that's Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Or like, oh, there's Daniel Radcliffe, that's Harry Potter. Yeah. You know? It's like I can I see the actor. Yeah. And the crazy thing is Gary Oldman has been in roles like that. He is Detective Gordon and he is Sirius Black. He's been in these huge roles. Yes, but he's able to blend yeah. into the roles. And like like with Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey comes out. Yeah. You know? But with with like Nicole Kidman, she's also very good at like blending mm. into characters. Sometimes you you know, she does very Nicole Kidman things. I, I think it's But Anne Hathaway too, she can like go in. Maybe. I think it's harder for female actresses to blend into characters because I feel like movie studios probably want to be like, we have this beautiful female actress and you stay that way. No, no. The reason why they have a hard time blending into characters is because all the characters are the same. They're usually just some woman that has to be the love interest. I think the best female actress is Charlize Theron because she she is able to do that. You can see her in movies and you're like, who is that? It's like, oh, that's Charlize Theron. She doesn't look like herself. I think she does an excellent job. But back to Gary Oldman. He's great. Yes. Gary Oldman's great in this movie. I think he's the best theatrical he's, Gordon. He's, he's the best Gordon. He's the only one in the movies who does anything as Gordon. Yes. So, so like, like in in the the four previous, yeah. he just kind of like shows up and be like, Batman. Hey, Batman. S- stuff's wrong. Yeah. Fix? <laughs> Please? But this Gary Oldman's great. This Gary Oldman. This Gordon's great. So let's get to the villains. Yeah. Liam Neeson is Ra's al Ghul. I remember that fondly. I do like L- Liam Neeson. Oh, though. Liam Neeson's great. But he also, like, it's Liam Neeson. I see Taken. Really? A, a little bit. Uh, I, I think... mean, he, he's, he, you know, he's like training Batman and then he becomes a bad yeah. guy. But like, I see Liam Neeson. Yeah. I like uh, the League of Shadows aspect of Batman Begins. That's interesting. I suppose. I like Liam Neeson as Ra's al Ghul. I like that he comes back in the third movie. Uh, I think he's middle of the road villain. Eh, yeah, uh, I'd agree. The upper echelon. Yeah. He's not a Catwoman or Poison Ivy, mm-hmm. but he's good. Mm-hmm. And Scarecrow. 
What do you think about Scarecrow? I remember Scarecrow fondly. You remember most he's things. He's very creepy. And I like it. Yes. I don't know if he's really... Not not in person, but when he's got like the mask yeah. on, the mask is creepy. Yeah, I feel like he's a tool of Ra's al Ghul in this film. Perhaps. And I don't know if you get a lot of him. I like how he comes back in the other two movies, just kind of there. He's like, hey, yeah, he, he's still a villain. Yeah, he's good, but I feel like him and Ra's al Ghul, middle of the road. Okay. So, where are we going to rank this movie? Entertaining. I, I'm going to say it's on the cusp of entertaining or excellent. I'm going to say entertaining. Just because it's predecessors. No, it's successors. Yes. Or better. Yes. Now let's talk about its successors. The Dark Knight. Okay. And we have our patron, Jamie, who wrote in. And he just wrote in two words for this topic. He wrote in Heath Ledger. Yes. I don't think we can talk about The Dark Knight without talking about Heath Ledger as the Joker up top. I think, and Courtney's going to give me a lot of junk for this... I think Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker is the best performance ever given by an actor or actress in the history of film. I don't like method actors. And that's what Heath Ledger did. And guess what it led to? His death. And I, like, I, I love Heath Ledger. I love him in A Knight's Tale. I love him in The Patriot. I love Heath Ledger. Yeah. He's great. Ten Things I Hate About You? Yeah. Heath Ledger. Lords of Dogtown. Yes. All these great things. But being a method actor is not good for you. He's not a method actor. Yes, he is. Not in any of those other films. Well, in in all those other films, he doesn't really have to be a method actor. But he decided to do it for this one. And this is why I say the method acting is not good. And doing these insane things to try and make a character better. Like, I understand you have a love of your craft... You want to do the part well. However, you can do that and not lose your mind and also not lose like 80 pounds and then gain like Christian Bell. Yeah. And then gain all this weight back. That's insane. You don't do these things to your body and to your mind. I'm not going to condone what Heath Ledger did. Listen, Jared Leto... Tried to do the same thing. He tried to method act. He's not Joker anymore. Not because the fans didn't like him. He's not Joker anymore because he became insane and sent dead animals to people. Mm. I think Jared Leto was an awful Joker. He was an awful Joker. They did it. He was an awful Joker. But, listen, I like Heath Ledger's Joker. I really do. Mm. It's a great performance. However... I don't like that we lost a fantastic actor because of it. Yeah. I think I think it is very sad. I think we have to respect how hard Heath Ledger worked for this moment. You know? That I I think that's why there's not gonna be a better villain in a Batman film than Heath Ledger's Joker. Because sadly, it took him giving his life to give us this performance. He didn't need to, though. He didn't. No, he didn't need to, but he respected this character so much that he gave his life in. I think, I think what ruined him is that he realized he could think that way. Yeah. I think that th- this portrayal of the Joker... Let's not talk about Heath Ledger. Okay. But we'll talk about the portrayal of the Joker. This portrayal of the Joker is a very smart man. 
He's chaotic, but he's smart. He knows how to cause the chaos and kind of how to control it in a way. Yes, yeah. like with with the big pile of money of yeah. all the like big uh, uh, mafia yeah, people. Yeah, burns it. He burns it all, not because he's insane. And all of his people are on board with mm. him. Like those, all those people are insane. He knows exactly which buttons to push to get the results he wants. That is what makes this a good Joker. He's the best Joker portrayal, yes, in my opinion, and in your opinion. But you can't just put the whole staple of it that he's the best Joker because you love Heath Ledger. No, I no, think no, I but love that's Heath Ledger you... because this performance. Okay. But if you step back from it and you look at the comics of all the Joker portrayals, you can't say that all those other Joker portrayals are bad because they're not Heath Ledger's Joker. I think... I think they are following a different Joker. I think You what, have to remember what the comics were like during those times. I think what's impressive about this performance as Joker is that... Going into a comic book movie, mm-hmm. people like it better be exactly how it is in that comic book or I'm going to hate it. Uh-huh. And people give gave crap to pretty much anybody who's cast in a comic book role. You know, how can uh, Hugh Jackman be Wolverine? He's a dancer and singer on stage, you know? He's too tall. Yeah. And now people are like, that's Wolverine. And I think what's impressive well, about... Well, no, no. People are like, that's Wolverine because he played the role for so long. Yeah. And it's like, that's just yeah. Wolverine. And I think what's impressive about this performance as Joker, and then we can move on, is that people are like, you better play it as the comic books, and then this performance happened, and now it's like, well, I, I guess that's Joker now. Forget 75 years of history. That's it. That's Well, no. I think it, it became... Like, that Joker portrayal was fantastic, and it was great. But as soon as Heath Ledger died, then it was like, oh, that's the only Joker that we can ever have now. Yeah. Which is kind of sad, because I feel like most people are afraid to take on that role. Hmm. We have to watch Joaquin Phoenix's well, especially performance. Like, well, yes, but especially with, like, Jared Leto. They were like, oh, you can't, that's not who Joker is. And it's like, well, it's just a different, he's doing his portrayal of Joker. But people wouldn't even listen to it because they were like, oh, it's disrespecting Heath Ledger. I think once they showed screenshots of Jared Leto with tattoos all over his face, they're like, that's, that's not it. No, but it, I'm sure the design choices weren't his idea. Mm. You know, he didn't, he wasn't like, I want to have damaged across my forehead. I bet, I bet Joe Leto was all for it. Uh, Maybe, maybe he wanted something different. You know what's, you know what's even sadder than that, I think, than the fact that really no one can play Joker without being like, "Eh, you know, you might be second best, right? Mm -hmm. Is that every villain in a DC movie has to be that performance. Uh, The guy who plays Lex Luthor in Batman v Superman. Yeah. He, he's Joker. He plays that Joker. He doesn't play Lex Luthor. And I think that's kind of throwing this off. So let's let's get on into some other aspects of this film. Mm-hmm. Which are pretty much the same aspects from the last film. You have the same Batman, Bruce Wayne, same Alfred. Yes. You have a new Rachel. Do you like Rachel in this film better than Rachel in Batman Begins? I don't remember. I don't remember liking Rachel. I think 
Rachel's fine. I, I remember. I feel like she's playing Harvey and Bruce. Yeah. Oh, that that's who we forgot to talk about. Harvey Dent. Yes. Let's finish up Rachel, then we can hit up Harvey Dent for a bit. Rachel seems like a means to an end. Yeah, she. it's just like, she's there to create tension between Harvey and Bruce. Yeah, she's there to so die. They, yeah, and, and then she dies, and uh, Harvey Dent becomes Two-Face and blames Batman. So, so Harvey Dent, what do you think about Harvey Dent as both him and then Two-Face? He's my favorite portrayal of uh, Two-Face, mm-hmm. and I like him as Harvey Dent. He's yeah. attractive. He's Yeah, he's really good. Um, He's... He seems like a great guy, and then, you know, he's he's in love with Rachel, and then it's, you know, I mean, it kind of is Batman's fault. Yeah. Well, it's the Joker's fault, because he tells him the opposite. He tells him Harvey's where Rachel is, and Rachel's where Harvey is, and Batman goes to save Rachel and find out the Joker's lying, and he saves Harvey instead. I don't remember that part, but... Yeah, that's how it was. I, I thought it was, like, I thought he chose to save Harvey, no, he because... Chooses- because he was like, oh, well, Harvey can do more good. No, he chooses to save Rachel, but the Joker lies to him about who's where. But I, I think the tone from Harvey Dent to Two-Face in this movie is excellent. It's a good tone. Yes, yes. Definitely a lot better than... <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. Than Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. Though, like you were saying up top, Joker being smart, he plays Two-Face this whole movie. Mm-hmm. He's controlling him, in a way. Let's rank the so it's the villains. Yeah. Joker's number one. Yes. Is Two-Face better than Catwoman and Poison Ivy? Yes. Yes? He's more serious. And I think that helps this movie be excellent. It's an excellent film. Yes. And if you look on movie rating sites, like even the official ones done by critics, The Dark Knight's one of the top ten best films ever made. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's the portrayals of all these characters. Everyone gave the best performance they might ever give in their lives in this film, in this in this singular movie. Well, I mean, you know, you're just basing that off of Heath Ledger again. No, I think... Most Cl- of these people are still alive. They can give excellent performances. I don't, I, Christian Bale's Batman in this film, that's that's probably his seminal role as this this movie. You're being rude to Christian Bale right now. I think I, Christopher Nolan's best movie, I think, is going to be this film. I, I just that you're you're just again you're doing this all because of Heath Ledger. Just look at critics. Calm ra- down. Stop doing such confrontational things. On to Dark Let's Knight continue. Rises. Dark Knight Rises, and like you said at the beginning, you don't like that he's a hermit in this movie. Yeah, he's basically a hermit. I think that good Alfred s- would not allow this. Yeah, I think that good storylines, right, mm-hmm. for these characters need four. You need the beginning. You need him becoming like top of his game mm-hmm. you need him at the top of his game mm-hmm. and then you need him returning this is him returning and we never saw him at the top we see him at the top we don't really see the fall you need to see the fall we don't see how he got from i mean we know why he fell yeah. is because of rachel but we don't see well they think he him... killed harvey Dent. that too but we don't see the in- like him stopping being batman like oh i can't do this anymore sort of thing yeah i feel like there should have been another movie in there somewhere but there's not so batman uh no not batman dark knight rises Mm -hmm. new new players on the field catwoman bane and talia al ghul what do you think about catwoman best catwoman anne hathaway's excellent i like michelle pfeiffer a little more i think her sensuality is is better whatever you just want a woman being a woman 
No, she. You, you just want her to be sexy, and that's it. Anne Hathaway is sexy, and she's intelligent, and she's fantastic, and she loves Bruce Wayne. This storyline with Catwoman and Bruce Wayne falling in love, I like that. I like that being the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Anne Hathaway a lot. She gives a great performance. She's an excellent actress. Yes. She's my favorite Catwoman. I could see that making the argument. Talia al Ghul. You like Talia al Ghul? I don't remember. She she plays Batman. She pretends to be an upper level. Yeah, I know. I just don't remember who the actress is. Oh, I, I remember her. nothing about her. I don't remember what she looks like. Nothing. <laughs> okay, on to Bane. Okay. Tom Hardy's Bane. You which, just can't understand him. Which is sad, because in the original version of the film, they couldn't understand him even more. And test audiences said that. And Tom Hardy re-recorded all his lines. And that's still how he ended up sounding. It's not his fault. No, that was Christopher Nolan's choice to make him sound like that. You Like, I'm, I'm a person who loves subtitles when watching movies and TV shows. That's, that's what I like. That's what I enjoy. <laughs> It helps get other, like, stuff that you might not have heard before. Mm. Or sometimes you get some funny results, like, uh... When the subtitles are not what they say. When it's not when they what they say, or there's, like, some sort of sound effect, or the music's <laughs> playing, and it's, like, intense jazz music. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. But you need subtitles for this movie. Yeah, to understand what Bane is saying. Yes, I feel like they should have built in subtitles, you know? It's like, oh, he's basically speaking a foreign language. Yeah. I think I remember watching this movie in theaters or at home or something and just being like, I don't know what he's saying. Yeah. This is the first of the Batman films I watched in theaters, actually. Mm-hmm. I think I think I watched this one in theaters. I was just like, eh. I remember the guy running, playing football. Yeah. And the, like, the field behind him. Exploding. Start, well, not exploding. It's, like, sinking in. And he's, like, running. And he doesn't even notice it. He gets to the end yeah. zone and turns around. I liked that part. Yeah. That part was fun. Let's be honest. I don't like dark movies that much. I like a little bit of fun. Hmm. I think there's some humor in these mo- in the Dark Knight trilogy that works. It, yes, there is some. You know who we forgot to talk about this whole time? And it's because he's the only character that that's this character. Lucius Fox. Morgan Freeman's Lucius Fox. We did for... I, I thought about him a couple times. I couldn't remember the name. Yeah. Uh, there's no... He's the only Lucius Fox in any of these Batman films. So there's he no one who can pay him to. Yes. And he's excellent. Morgan Freeman's excellent as Lucius yes. Fox. Yes, he is. Though I do... I would prefer that Christian Bale do more... Detective work? Detective work and like... It's gonna be sound mean, but be smarter. He solves crimes with his fists. Don't you understand? I like, I like Batman being a detective, which mm. is why I'm excited for the Batman. The only problem for me is that Robert Pattinson, yeah. I can't see him as Batman. Yeah, that's how we're gonna finish this: is a discussion about what we think that movie's gonna be. Okay. So, Dark Knight Rises. Where are we put in Catwoman on the villains list? I'll give her two. I give it number two. You're going to put her above Two-Face? Yes. Where are we going to put Bane? Bane goes middle of the road. Is he worse than Poison Ivy? I think he's above Poison Ivy. Is he above Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman? I don't remember her. I'll let you decide. Yeah, I think he's he's below Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. But he's good. It's just hard to understand him. And now, 
What are you gonna get this? Mold in the darkness. Yeah. Molded by it. Do you think this movie's excellent, entertaining? I think it's my favorite Batman. You think Dark Knight Rises is your favorite Batman? I'll tell That's you, interesting. I'll tell you why. Batman gets a happy ending. I think it's my second favorite Batman. It's my favorite Batman because Batman gets a happy ending. It's a good He's ending. He's with Anne Hathaway, Catwoman, Selena, Selena, Kyle. Selena Kyle. And he's happy and Alfred sees him so he knows his, that, that like Bruce Wayne's not dead. Yeah. And he's like, oh, good on you. And he just walks away. And Gordon knows who Batman is before he does. Yeah. So that's cool. This, but, this movie's great. People give it a lot of hate for no reason, I think. It, I mean, they give it hate because of Bane. People make fun of Bane a lot. Yeah. But I I love how it ends. I like the idea of Batman getting a happy ending. He doesn't have the revenge in his heart anymore. Mm. He's fine. My favorite, this movie has made my favorite Batman line. Where he has the bomb, right? And he's mm. about to like leave and get exploded over the ocean. Catwoman's like, we can just run away. You've given these people enough. And he's like, I haven't given them everything. Not yet. It's like, he's going to die. He's willing to die. And it's, you know, it's insane. And I think it speaks to the quality of these movies. Mm. There have been set, there have been Batman since now. Yeah. Since 2012 when this movie came out. Mm -hmm. This is Christian Bale's Batman, especially Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises are more influential than the Batman movies that came out recently. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's going to be more influential than Robert Pattinson's Batman. Maybe. We will see. I want to give Robert Pattinson a chance. It's just hard. Yeah. On to Batman v Superman then. New cast of characters all around. Jeremy Irons playing Alfred. Ben Affleck as Batman. I guess the villain of this movie is... Lex Luthor? Superman? Doomsday? No one knows. No one knows. Someone is the villain. Maybe. So what well, you... I mean, apparently the Batman is going to have, like, seven villains. Yeah. So. What do you think about Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne? As Bruce Wayne, he doesn't really strike as the billionaire playboy. He does good detective work. He does good detective work, but that falls under Batman. That doesn't fall mm -hmm. under Bruce Wayne. Okay. He's that not falls... a billionaire playboy, really. No. No. I mean, he he's in to Wonder Woman. Yeah. You know. And he goes to that party and people are like, oh, Bruce Wayne, but he's not really the billionaire Yeah, and he boy. like lives at this lake house. Because he, he burnt down the Wayne Manor. Yeah, and he like drinks all the wine. I like that aspect. I, I, I don't think he would be that disrespectful to his family. I don't think he, like, Batman would burn down his family's estate. No, well, in Batman Begins, Wayne Manor gets burned down because Ra's al Ghul attacks it. Yes, but they're saying Batman burned it down. Like, like, mm. like Alfred, I, I think, says like something along the lines of like, "Well, you burned down the house." So, yeah. well, I think I like this rugged Batman. He's drinking. He's taking pills. You know, he's he's having a hard time. You know, and I kind of like that. But he is not Bruce Wayne. I guess you could say. Mm. Now, as Batman, Ben Affleck as Batman is awesome he's in this breaking movie. Breaking people. He is awesome in this he's movie. He he is the scariest of the Batman. I think Christian Bale's more intense. Mm -hmm. But Ben Affleck is the scariest of the Batman. When he comes in to save Martha and he just wrecks those dudes. She's kill he's killing Martha. Why'd you say that again? Well, I think since this is a discussion about Batman movies, 
being able to just forget all that happens with Lex Luthor and all of that and Doomsday helps this out a lot. Because Batman and the portions that are just Batman are great. I love Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah. Do you he's, think... He's okay. So we're, we're done discussing Bruce Wayne's and Batman now. Who's your favorite Batman? Mm, favorite Batman, I guess I'll give it to Ben Affleck. Favorite Bruce Wayne? Maybe Christian Bale. Until he, like, becomes a hermit. Yeah. Favorite Gordon? Obviously, from The Dark Knight. There's no Gordon in Batman v Superman. So. Well, yeah, but from The Dark Knight, because, like, the... Yeah, well, no. The other yeah, well, yeah, what I'm saying like is your two, your two options for Gordon's are one who does nothing and Gary Oldman's awesome portrayal. Yeah. Alfred, Michael Caine. I, I like Jeremy Irons as Alfred, but like we said before, he's too young, yeah. I feel. Favorite villain? I will go with Joker on you. W- with you. But uh, second place for me is Catwoman. Anne Hathaway's Catwoman. I agree that Catwoman is second place. I feel like there's a debate to be had between Michelle Pfeiffer and Anne Hathaway. Though if Anne Hathaway's not second for me, she's probably third. Both of those portrayals are awesome. It's a lot to live up to. Why are we going to wait Batman v Superman? It's boring, right? It's... <sighs> is it mediocre? What's under me? Bad? Bad is under boring. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's boring. There's some interesting So mediocre. Parts. Maybe mediocre. I wish there was just, like, we could just be like, just skip. Yeah. Just, just skip. The, uh, the Batman portions alone, I think, are entertaining or excellent. Just watching him wreck shop are great. And I love, love Wonder Woman. Like, I love Wonder Woman all the time. Yeah. We'll see what happens with her movie. So Robert Pattinson is Batman. Let's get some predictions going. I hope it will be good. I think it's going to be, like... So I I think they've already said that this is going to be like Batman. He's been Batman for a bit. No, this is Batman Year One. This is Batman Year One. Yeah, he's. I thought he's, this was no. like start of Bat. Oh, like mid. No, from what I've heard, this is start of Batman. Start of Batman. Okay, so if it's start of Batman, we're probably going to get the scene of the parents dying. Probably, yeah, we get it every time. So we're probably going to have that. We'll see if they'll do the pearls thing. Probably. With the roses. Yep. Probably. Batman's gonna be like, oh, I don't kill people. And then the Riddler's going to, like, force him to kill someone. Mm. And then that's gonna be... That's gonna be his, like, fall. It's gonna. This movie's gonna be the fall of Batman. You think so? It's gonna be year one and Batman's failing? Yes. It's going to be like, oh, this is harder than he thought it would mm. be. It's weighing on him a lot. Something's going to happen. From the trailer. It, it's either going to be the fall of Batman or him being like, I've got to be tougher. Yeah. From, from the trailer. He does not look like Bruce Wayne. Just like Michael Keaton has curly hair and that hurts him being Bruce Wayne. And like Val Kimmer has brown hair and that hurts him being Bruce Wayne. I think Robert Pattinson does not look like Bruce Wayne. I don't know. He might be able to act like Bruce Wayne, but he does not look like Bruce Wayne. We'll see what happens. He's... I don't know. I don't know. I... I... Also from the trailer, when he beats that guy up, he does not seem like Batman. Why no, he it looks ta- like he's killing him. Why does it take you 12 hits as Batman to put this guy down? Come on. 
That too. But also, it, it seems like he's going a little overboard in that yeah. shot. I think the movie's going to be fine. I like Robert Pattinson in movies that aren't Twilight. You haven't seen Twilight. He's a good actor, I think. But I don't know if he's... Uh, what have you seen in, seen him in? City of Z. I haven't seen that one. You saw him in Harry Potter? Yeah, but he's a spare. He's... And hopefully he's not just a spare Batman. I saw him in Remember Me, and that was... He was okay. He's in a good the, actor. I, I don't find him attractive. He, here's the problem. I read an article where he said he's not going to work out as much to be Batman because he thinks that it makes Batman seem uh, like something a normal person couldn't be. And I'm like, duh. That's supposed to Batman is not supposed to be the average dude. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think Batman should be like this super buff dude because like he's got to be sneaky, and a super buff dude can't be sneaky. He doesn't have to be super buff. But look at Christian Bale. Christian Bale put a lot of effort into looking like Batman. He doesn't Batman. have to have like abs. I'm just saying. I think I think he's not taking it as seriously as I would like. This is Batman. You best you best eat, listen, sleep, and breathe. Listen, <laughs> this is his Batman. Let him have it, okay? Stop your pre. I'm trying to think of the word. <laughs> Stop your your judging before I see it. Yes, you're like, oh no, he's got to be this Batman. He's got to be this Joker. He's got to be this. He doesn't. It's his own portrayal, and you need to let it happen. I don't want him to be. Like Christian Bale, I just want him to take it seriously. Babe, babe, you don't know that he's not taking it seriously, okay? No, not from the comments I, I read. Babe, you've got to let it happen. His portrayal of Batman is not going to destroy the portrayal of Batman you love. So just let it happen. No, I understand that. But also, I feel like what I said about Dark Knight Rises and Dark Knight being the most influential Batman... I foresee that carrying on. If if we come in at, after watching the Batman, if we come in and you're like, well, he's not Christian Bale, and Christian Bale's Batman did this and this and this, because you're going to do it, Probably, and it's yeah. going to annoy me. Hmm. Well, there's a new Catwoman in this. I will see how she does. Hmm. I will compare her, of course, and you're going to compare Batman's. But I'm going to be like, I think she did a great job with the character of Catwoman. <laughs> and you're going to be like, he wasn't Christian Bale. Well, no, I can respect Ben Affleck. He's not Christian Bale, but I think he's probably a better Batman. No, no, but I know that you're going to come in and you're like, well, Christian Bale would have done this. He would have prepared for the role. I mean, Ben Affleck wasn't super ripped as Batman. Ben Affleck looks like he could tear a building in half. Look at him. I I don't I I remember there being a shirtless scene. I was like, he's all right. I mean, Ben Affleck's a bigger dude than Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I mean, normal. listen, Robert Pattinson. You've got to remember, he's got like a smaller frame. Hmm. I'm not saying he's a weak boy. I'm not. I'm just saying he's got a smaller yeah. frame. He can't build all those muscles. That is true. That is true. If you were trying to be Batman, I don't think you could build all those muscles, let's be honest. No, but... So you have to remember that. It's not that he doesn't maybe want to play this Batman, but he knows that if he tries to do exactly what Christian Bale did, it's not going to work out for him. He's going to look weird or something. All I'm saying, I just hope I watch it and he comes across better than 
Keaton through Clooney. Because Keaton through Clooney looked like they couldn't care less they were Batman. I hope he put some effort into looking like he's Batman. You know? So that's our discussion. I think we landed on Dark Knight or Dark Knight Rises as the best Batman film. Mm -hmm. We'll see how the Batman... Hopefully it comes out next year. I am excited to see it. We'll see. There's a lot of villains in it. Mm. I think they might be overreaching and doing a sort of Justice League-esque thing too early. Except this would be like the Sinister Six too early. Sinister Six Batman. Whatever. Yeah. The the League of something. I think it's doing like a 1966 Adam West Batman where everyone's there. Just everyone. Everyone's here. Whatever. So let's get on into Kida's corner. Uh, yes. Kida. Whose favorite Catwoman's Halle Berry. Yes, because, you know, cats. There's a lot of cats in that movie. She would like to remind everyone to spay and neuter your pets and adopt from a shelter with uh, whatever you can. Mm Because, especially black cats, they are often uh, overlooked or not adopted Mm -hmm. as often because they are considered bad luck or there is some sort of... uh, uh, prejudice. Yeah. When we're looking for our second cat, I think we're going to heavily consider a black cat. Yes. So that there's one less to be forgotten. Well, also so we can have like the uh, yin and yang. The yin and yang okay. cat. So what's the interesting fact? So our interesting fact for today is that uh, the first Batman film was actually made in 1964 and directed by Andy Warhol. Yes, Andy Warhol, the famous painter of the Campbell soup can and Marilyn Monroe's face. Directed a Batman film called Batman Dracula in 1964 without the permission of Warner Brothers or DC. And besides a few still images from the set, there is no evidence that this thing exists anymore. I would love to see that. Do you think it'd be good? No, it's called Batman Dracula. Well, you know, it might have been good. No. I bet it would be weird. I bet Andy Warhol would have made it weird. I'm sure it was weird. Do you think it would have been worse than Batman and Robin? I don't know. We'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. We're never going to find it. But maybe there could be a documentary that kind of tries to remake the film. I didn't even see who he had cast as Batman. I don't know. Or Dracula or who, whoever. Whatever was in that movie. Yeah. Do you think Batman was Dracula? Could have been. There has to be a comic book Because like he's that. like, he's a bat. Yeah. So it could have been. There has to be a comic book where Batman is in fact a vampire, right? There could be. There has to be. I had a comic book with There's got to be fan fiction out there. I had, a, I had a comic book where Superman was uh, Batman. Not Superman was Batman. Superman was Dracula. So, that could have been a Batman as Dracula comic book. Anything else you want to tell the fans before we head on out today? Uh, just remind you to follow on Instagram at Nerds at Odds because I post a picture of Kita almost daily. Yeah. I've skipped a couple days because of work. And follow us on Twitter at Nerds at Odds. And remember to rate the podcast wherever you listen to it. Share it with your friends. Get the news out there. We'll see you on the next episode, which we haven't decided yet. We'll probably discuss something. We'll definitely discuss Anything. something. Yeah. So we'll see you guys on the next episode. Maybe we'll do favorite Pokemon <laughs> game. We have to discuss what we're watching for Halloween as well. Oh, that too. Yes, yeah. yes. So we'll see you guys on the next episode. Nerds at Odds is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon.com slash Nerds at Odds. If you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early, gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, and so much more, consider supporting us over there. 
Thank you, and have a great day.